Follow Cape Talk on Twitter at Cape Talk. Good morning, Cape Town. It's Crystal Audison here, and it's our weekly wellness health feature um, with our regular Q&A with Dr. Schal van Lochenberg, where we talk health and wellness. Please send your questions on the WhatsApp lines and SMS or call the studio. We've got Dr. Schal here. He talks health and wellness and any questions that you might have. I've got a few. Um, so while I wait for Cape Talk listeners to have their first cup of coffee, because I know Cape Town at 7.45, it's way too early for a Saturday morning for some of us. Um, so I will uh, start asking Dr. Shaw some questions that I've had in mind and the producer Vicky also sent some. Good morning, Dr. Shaw van Lachenburg. I'm Crystal Audison. How are you? Hello, Crystal. It's great to chat. I'm a little concerned about only the first cup of coffee. I think I'm already three espressos into my day. I'm halfway through my day. So can you imagine, Dr. Shaw? I mean, because I knew I was going to speak to a doctor, I tried to restrain myself uh, because this time of the morning, it's usually the school rush and I've already Ready at my second, but I thought today I'll, you know, I'll restrain with some water and some bureaucracy or something. Excellent. You're taking a nice calm start to your day. I am. So, um, doctor, so let's start with, um, you know, I've got a nine year old. Um, a lot of my friends um, also have um, little kiddies. What should we keep in our first aid kit, you know, and what do we do if there's a cut and we need stitches? Hmm. So two different questions. Great questions, actually. Uh, the, the, the sort of facetious answer is keep an anti-panic potion for the parent in the first aid kit okay. and a sensible phone number, right? Because um, yeah, first aid kits are often there. Uh, it's almost like a shopping list of how much stuff are we going to try and get done at home. But uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's really about just being able to do the basics uh, before you uh, take your patient or your little uh, top off to uh, an emergency unit or to the doctor because it's a problem you can't manage, right? So I I suppose the the easiest way is to divide it into uh, sort of medical things and trauma things. Uh, And on the medical side, we kind of look at do we have any medical conditions in the house? For example, allergies, uh, in which case we need to keep some, uh, some antihistamines. Uh, we might need to keep some local antihistamines. And if it's something significant, uh, do we have an EpiPen in the house, for example, for a child that's a known allergy sufferer? Uh, and then on the trauma side, nice and easy as well. We're, we're really thinking about uh, minor scrapes, uh, minor lacerations, and minor burns. Those are really the three that we want to be able to intervene with quite quickly Um, generally we don't recommend doing cosmetic surgery at home so when you talk about stitches or anything where the wound appears that it might need closure and that's really a a common sense eyeball assessment right so something where the the skin edges even if it's quite small if they're gaping in such a way that they're not naturally coming together um, then usually a a medical intervention is required it might be something as simple as, as a piece of tape as opposed to actual sutures um, but always a good idea is to get someone to have a look especially if it's in a cosmetic area um, and the real trick is keeping things clean and stopping the bleeding so uh, the, uh, we mentioned that because a lot of people go absolutely bananas on um, sort of antimicrobials and antiseptics and everyone's got lists and lists of antiseptics the best antiseptic is ordinary soap and running water absolutely keep it simple just the mechanical flushing action on a wound or abrasion 
all you need to get rid of uh, any gunk and then uh, you reduce the risk of an infection. Wow, thank you, doctor. I'm, I'm taking frantic notes and I'm going to get the recording afterwards because we all need that advice instead of rushing to the hospital that we usually want to do. Um, another question we have from a listener, Doc, is some advice on when the best time is to try to get pregnant. Hmm. Uh, that's way out of my wheelhouse. I suppose <laughs> it's... Um, the, the, the instinctive medical answer from the emergency guy is there isn't really a best or worst time. This is a life decision. Uh, this is something that kind of uh, is part of uh, hopefully gentle family planning at, at home. And uh, that, that being said, then it, it's really about where you're at in your life more than where you're at in your week or your cycle, which might be where the question's coming from, right? Um, so, you know, fertility per se or the ability to conceive is really part of a, a part of the cycle um, that a potential mom goes through through the course of the month. And as long as she's healthy, um, it's really about um, maybe having had uh, pre-health checks with her, her doctor or a gynae um, and making sure that everything is, is 100%. And then after that, uh, it's really let nature take its course. Thanks, doctor. I, I mean, of course, you are a doctor, so you can answer any questions. I didn't mean to put you on the spot there, but um, thanks for that. Um, uh, super, super fine. In, in the emergency unit, absolutely every question pitches up, right? <laughs> so, and the, tr- the trick, I think, is um, always be prepared to say you don't know. It's one of the best lessons. Someone says to me, can you explain um, XYZ syndrome that um, my grandmother has? And I'll be the first person to say, I'm really not sure about XYZ syndrome, but I do know how we can find out the answer and how we can look it up uh, and which is the right expert to chat. Absolutely, like a real doctor. It's the same with being a journalist. You know, people just think you need to know everything and have an opinion about everything, but we can always divert the question. Um, So another question we have, Doc, is when should I give my son Panado and when should I give him Neurofin? Nice, great. Uh, So those are available options in the world of painkillers and antipyretics or anti-fever drugs, right? So the, the, the two are working in quite different ways. And um, it's really through apples and bananas in terms of, of different options to tackle the same sort of problem. Uh, part of it is uh, preference in terms of who the prescribing doc is or, or the parent. Um, and part of it is kind of matching the right treatment to the problem. So when we're, when we're trying to treat pain, simple pain, and, and you un- understand what the cause of the pain is. It's a, it's a minor injury, it's a wound or something, it's a headache, it's relating to something obvious. Then, honestly, both of those drugs, are, I tend to lean towards paracetamol, so the, the Panado equivalents. Um, and paracetamol is a very simple drug. It's got a very, very low side effect profile. And if uh, you've previously used it before, that's a wonderful uh, drug if given in the correct dose for reducing temperatures and uh, managing mild pain. As soon as we move up one notch into drugs that have got some kind of anti-inflammatory component to it, we're really talking about a little bit more of a heavyweight, um, and maybe we reserve that for slightly more severe conditions. Mm-hmm. Okay, because I think often one, when you go to Discam or Clicks, you're walking down the aisle and you're like, this Bernardo, there's so many things, and then to make a decision. Um, so thanks for that very helpful Always advice. Always stick with the basics, yeah. Okay. Stick with the basics, keep it nice and simple. As soon as you need to move up the food chain of, of medicine, Always rather just uh, get a quick consult. And you can chat to the pharmacist as well, remember, so uh, as opposed to maybe having to go all the way to see your healthcare practitioner. Excellent. Doc, so another question um, that I think often as society and as women, we're often 
very shy to talk about is the issue of menopause. Now, I know that there's no right or wrong answer. It really varies from person to person. But in your kind of work and, you know, your advice, you know, um, a lot of women just they just they feel so depressed and overwhelmed um, when it kind of hits them at different stages and ages. I mean, if there's just kind of three things that women need to 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 take to heart, what would it be, you know, coming from someone like you yeah. who works with different people at different yeah. moments, etc.? I suppose the, the I could probably come up with two short of things. Number one, it's a natural process. So it's going to happen and um, uh, women are going to go through it at a certain phase um, and they'll experience the, the various symptoms or elements of this hormonal change in their body in different ways. So some people experience quite debilitating symptoms, very distressing, um, quite difficult to manage through the course of their day, even something as simple as kind of hot flushes or sleep hygiene. Those can be quite uh, tricky to manage. Uh, and others, it kind of just, passes by um, without a, a huge amount of fanfare. Um, certainly, a healthy diet, controlling BMR, body weight, and exercise have been shown to be very good, well-data-supported, non-medical supports for uh, um, uh, enduring the menopausal symptoms, right? And that's absolutely, you can, you can bank on that. So keeping yourself physically healthy and certainly keeping that exercise regime in play certainly uh, has been shown to help stabilize that hormone profile. And then I think the, the, the sort of elephant in the room is, should one be considering medications to help support it? Only in very specific circumstances is my kind of off-the-cuff off the uh, advice. It's not a rush out, I have to manage this medically. Um, it it would, should require a proper consult with your doctor, with your treating um, gynae or uh, your general practitioner, just to understand what the pros and cons are of those particular medications for you as an individual patient. Um, and certainly it may be possible to manage without that. Thank you for that very insightful answers, um, Doc. I'm taking notes and I'll, I'll, I'll be spreading the word to all my friends. And, you know, I've made it uh, like an X mark exercise. Um, and so thank you very much for your insight this morning, Doc. I'm going to have another cup of coffee. I'm sure you're going to have another espresso. But have a great Saturday. Wonderful. Great to chat, Crystal. Have a lovely day.